Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Sylvia Moss, and this is Insight, coming to you from the Messick's Performance Studios right here at iHeartMedia. There's an old movie that I love. I think it was made maybe in the late 30s. It stars the much-loved Pennsylvanian and actor Jimmy Stewart. It's called Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. (laughs) It's basically a story about a young, honorable, idealistic man who went to Washington. He got there as a congressman because he wanted to accomplish great things for his country. But when he got there, he found out it wasn't the way he thought it was. And um, I think it's a great movie for people to look at today because it reminds us of what this country is about working hard idealism doing the right thing well our topic today is not about a movie but it is about another honorable and much loved pennsylvania his name is also mr smith mr dave smith and he recently went to washington to testify in front of congress he's as the executive director of the pennsylvania dairymen's association dave smith was there to discuss the plight of Pennsylvania's family dairy farms. At the same time, Dave has been running his own family in Palmyra, or his not his family, but his family dairy farm in Palmyra. He's also been directing the efforts of the Pennsylvania Dairymen's Association, where he created the first statewide charitable fresh milk distribution program in the whole United States. And its focus is to bring fresh milk to Pennsylvania families in need through a network of food banks. We're going to talk about a little bit about his fill of glass with hope campaign in a little bit. But I got to tell you, if you don't remember Dave for all the wonderful things he's done for the kids of Pennsylvania, you're going to recognize I know Dave knows this is coming. <laughs> you're going to recognize him as the guy responsible for the simply delicious farm show milkshakes. And I'm looking over the counter and I see, boy, there's a gallon of milk there. There's a couple of bottles of chocolate. No milkshake, Dave. <laughs> anyway, before we talk about your experience with Congress, I want to let my listeners know some staggering information about Pennsylvania's family dairy farmers and what exactly it means to all of us. Now, listen to this. This is real important. Agriculture is Pennsylvania's number one industry, and dairy is the largest sector of Pennsylvania's agriculture industry. Nationally, Pennsylvania has the second largest number of family dairy farms in the whole country. The majority of the 6,500-plus dairy farms are owned by families just like Dave and uh, they manage over 500,000 cows. Oh, my gosh. Each cow, each cow, now think about this, generates more than $24,000 in annual economic revenue to our state through direct and indirect sources. And altogether, they pump about $15 bucks. Excuse me, I read that wrong. $15 billion into our economy to support more than 52,000 jobs and produce more than 10.9 billion pounds of milk. That's amazing. I mean, Dave, there's a, that's a lot of responsibility for you and the rest of the guys on, on these family farms. I want to ask you, first of all, about your family dairy farm. You Is this what, fourth or fifth generation? My son is the fifth generation on our farm. Wow. So was it automatic, assumed that the next generation would take over? You've been, I mean, 
fifth generation. That that's got to be like in sometime in the eighteen or. 1900s that started early 1900s yeah, yeah. Would have started. okay but uh I, I don't believe there's there was any expectation on on any of the our generations uh or pressure to to uh, continue on in the role of a uh, intergenerational farmer uh in in the case of my father when when i made the decision uh and and again with my son i i think uh we tried to I try to stay uh, hands off and let let my son make his own decision. I, I'm, I'm very adamant that that I wasn't going to pressure anybody into doing something that they didn't want to do. I think I think we uh, um, our family have have made that decision on and what we really love to do. Mm-hmm. We we uh, it, it took me many years to decide uh, what I truly liked about the uh, the farm and our family farm. And I, I can tell you right now. Uh, uh, what I what I've really loved about it, and I think my son and my father can say the same thing is is we like to see things grow. No kidding. Yeah, we like to see things grow. Whether it's it's uh, a, a calf being born and grow into a mature animal, or uh, 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 planting uh, a seed of corn in in a field and and seeing uh, the rows of corn grow is is really really what. Uh, what uh, in, intrigues us and, and, and motivates us to, to keep going. And I, I think that's the case with, with our farmers throughout the state. Uh, um, they, they work really hard at what they're doing, and uh, they, they like, like to do the same things I do. They like to see things grow. Mm-hmm. You know, people tend to glamorize all that. And you're sitting here telling me all this stuff, and I think all I can see is rows of corn and sunshine and a fresh glass of milk, all this stuff. But you know what? It's a hard life, isn't it? You got to really love it. I mean, I remember I may have mentioned this before visiting my uh, family who had a dairy farm in uh, Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts. Every year we'd go up, it was wonderful. And then, of course, they'd name a cow after or calf after each one of us. And I said to my cousin, oh, this is so cool. I want to get up. When do you guys get up? I want to get up and help you up in the morning. And before I went to bed, he said, oh, Sylvia, we'll see you at 3 o'clock. And I'm like, what? Not, <laughs> you know. But it's, it's, a, it's really a commitment, and it's hard work, isn't it? Well, our farmers throughout the uh, the state and the, and the United States um, are family farms. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a husband and wife and children that are getting up early, like you're talking about, to uh, to take care of their livestock and their animals. So, it, farms and dairy operations are are not eight to five jobs. We we know that we recognize that we've committed to that. Uh, when you ever whenever you have livestock to care for, uh, it's important that um, they they come first. Our farmers go to the farms and they feed and take care of their cattle first, and and normally they'll they'll do that. And sometimes then after the feeding is done of those calves and those cattle, they'll go go to the house and have breakfast. Mm-hmm. And the same thing in the evening. They they tend and care for their livestock before they do some of the things for themselves. And you know what? It's right what you were saying. We were talking about kids and doing what they want to do, and. If you go to a job every day you love, that's the key. That's the key because you go to a job just to pay the bills. You're miserable forever, mm-hmm. and you're very fortunate. I mean, look at Lucy Nazo who does work for you. I mean, she never goes home. She's all she's constantly. I may send her an email. It might be midnight, and I'll get ready to close up, and she responds to me. I mean, this is how it is. If you love what you're doing, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing, and I think that's really great. I want to talk first of all about. Um, you going to D.C. Okay, how did that come about? You're, there were only a couple of you that were invited, right, farmers? 
Well, that's that's right. And first of all, uh, Sylvia, I appreciate the introduction. I've never had such a, a oh, nice honey, I mean everything. That's, I mean, that's I'm really, really you're awesome. a hero, Dave. Well, thank you. But um, there there was a, a a congressman, Congressman G. T. Thompson, had a staffer that contacted me uh, back in April. Um, and uh, had asked whether um, I would be able to participate in in a hearing that they were having. It was the United States House uh, Subcommittee on uh, uh, Livestock and Foreign Affairs. So it was a subcommittee of the the House Ag Committee. And what they intended to do was to uh, focus specifically on on the state of dairy in the United States. So there were five individuals from around the United States that were invited in to provide testimony before our congressman and on that committee. Uh, there was a gentleman from uh, California, extremely knowledgeable person about uh, the, uh, the the milk and the, the dairy products that we export out of our country and where that goes and all the, the factors that play into uh, exporting uh, products around mm-hmm. the country. Um, there were very, very talented people that, that were also responding to the this request of uh, providing uh, uh, information to these congressmen. Um, there are there are um, programs in place implemented by Congress that help support uh, agriculture within within the country. And one of those I'm talking about is is uh, um, a, a type of an insurance policy that uh, is is uh, able to help uh, our farmers where they they pay premiums and uh, and when it becomes a threshold of uh, some disaster or something like that the the uh, the, the the uh, insurance policy would pay back to the farmers. So these are the kind of things that Congress is able to do to help uh, help support our, our farmers in, in the United States and Pennsylvania. That's really important for somebody because it's not just another company they're helping. It's giving somebody – it's going to impact all of us, especially when I think about Pennsylvania being the second uh, – mm-hmm. you know, in the whole country of, of the number of dairy farmers owned by families. you got to do that. It's mm-hmm. got to impact all of us. Well, one of the most important things that I always think of, um, um, we we all like to eat every day. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, every one of us has has an appetite, and we have an interest in our food systems. Uh, I think um, it, it's so important, and, and this is off the radar for so many people of where our food comes from. I think it's so important for us to recognize that Pennsylvania, United States, have produced the food that we want. And I think it's important that, that we maintain that infrastructure of agriculture in this United States because I, I truly, personally do not want to see our food production moved offshore to some other countries How that bad. do not have the practices and the safety uh, requirements that we do for our food products in this country. So it's important that we support agriculture in our country uh, so that uh, it stays here in this country one of the things i know you're real concerned about is uh milk production uh the fact that it's outpaced the demand how come why has it well um our dairy farmers are are are, um we have we have over six thousand dairy farms in pennsylvania i use this as an example every one of our dairy farms in pennsylvania is an individual family business unit so all those farms have have their own set of expenses. They each have a mortgage. They each have uh, all their payments that they need to make to the bank and 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 suppliers of different products. So uh, sometimes we get out of uh, out of alignment with our supply demand, and and uh, that could be a world situation and things like that. But in recent years, um, our farmers have been have done a, a great job supplying our food products. 
And when it does get out of uh, alignment, uh, the difficulty arises because we have all those individual business units. So they need to maintain enough produ milk productions to, to maintain uh, those payments that they make to, mm -hmm. to the businesses and the banks that they deal with. So uh, to exaggerate some of this situation, if the, if the um, supply pushes down the price on the farm, sometimes the only um, um, avenue for those farm families to pursue is to produce more milk to increase the level of their income to maintain um, the cash flow to, 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 uh, to uh, pay, pay their um, creditors. Mm -hmm. So uh, to a degree, it, it's, uh, it doubles, the, uh, it doubles the, uh, the, the negative side of that production. Now, I will say that uh, eventually things level out and get pretty close to where they need to be. But the positive thing about this is that our our farm our families in in the United States our consumers having a, a positive supply of food production is is in their best interest because we don't want to see it the other way where we have a shortage oh of of any dairy products or any agriculture products uh, a shortage would mean that the prices would increase and we would also have a situation where some people would not get fed they wouldn't have enough food. So uh, the situation we're in is a very good situation for consumers. What about dairy farmers? Um, until we level some things out in production, it is not not a positive situation for our dairy farmers. Again, like I'm saying, as the price decreases to our right. dairy farms, it, it's it's a it's a very difficult situation for our farmers to maintain their cash flow to maintain their their bill payments. Okay, here's something I've been concerned about because I thought about you first time I heard this. The president's planning on putting a tariff on Mexico. Mexico really depends on us. If they put that up now, some people in Congress are saying. Uh, it's all about, they say it's all about addressing the illegal alien situation or uh, immigration concerns. But others are saying one has nothing to do with the other. Does one have anything to do with the other? And what if that goes through? You think these that country's not going to be pissed at us? I mean, <laughs> I, that's what I'm concerned about for you guys because we yeah. supply an awful lot of stuff to Mexico. Absolutely. In fact, um, our, the hearing that I attended and made testimony before uh, the Congress committee in uh, late April, this was an issue that came up. It was it's called the uh, the uh, the new. Uh, NAFTA treaty, yeah. treaty. It's the uh, United States Canadian Mexico treaty exactly. that they're working on. It has not been ratified. So all the colleagues that that I had that were on that panel encouraged the congressmen and congresswomen to to help push that forward to become ratified. Because just as you said, um, the Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Issue of immigration and trade, we view differently. They, they are not yeah. the same. And exactly. I, I would agree with what you're saying. Uh, in fact, uh, Mexico is the larger importer of United States dairy products of, of any other country. 
So it's extremely important uh, that we get we get something worked out uh, so that we can have some free trade uh, for our dairy products and a lot of our other agriculture products oh, in sure. this country. Many, sure. And not just agriculture products, all products. So um, we need to get it ironed out. Uh, it's extremely important to, to get that Are you nervous about it? I am nervous about it. I, I think... I think these trade agreements with Canada and Mexico and other countries, and, and we have the thing, same thing going on with China, Yeah. Um, the longer it goes, the more difficult it will be on Pennsylvania farmers and American farmers. That's pretty scary, On and on all of us. And, and everybody, yes. So anybody out there who's listening, if you want to pay 20 bucks for a bottle of milk and these poor guys will be out of business, and I mean, it's so much money that's bringing into this economy— you better figure a way to contact your, your congressman or something to put real pressure on them that this has to be done. Sure. It's scary. You know, something else I want to switch gears a little bit about and I wanted to talk to you about is in the same frame is that back in 2010, Congress passed, I forget what it was called, the Healthy Hungry Kids Act, something like that. And because of that, the president's wife was into low fats and all this stuff. It became something that they promoted. But that didn't, um, it seemed to be doing the opposite, didn't it? I mean, it just, it didn't work the way they thought it was. Maybe kids were were drinking less fatty products or less, you know, like you and I were talking about the uh, the milk products, but it didn't have much of an effect on it, did it? I mean, it, it, well, we're pretty much where we started. Uh, yes, we are. Um, and what you're referring to was in 2009 and 2010, there there was a, a big movement um, to to help uh, provide more quality food for children and children's schools, and and to 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 uh, to get uh, our diets in line with our uh, with our needs, and and work on the obesity of, mm-hmm. of, of problem in children. So um, there were some federal guidelines that were made about school lunches and things like that. And and in general, the concept is very good. We all want to we want to all want to see children be healthy and uh, avoid the obesity issues and things like that. Uh, but in in the context that that happened back up almost ten years ago is that uh, these dietary guidelines of of America were were put together for school lunches. And to decrease the calorie content of our school lunches to the degree that was required, they needed to, um, uh, instead of whole milk in schools, they needed to decrease the the level of whole uh, whole milk to skim milk at that point. That's ridiculous. So uh, the difficulty of this is um, skim milk doesn't quite have the flavor and the uh, the full the um, the the, the fulfillment body. the mm-hmm. body that uh, that lets children like the taste of it for 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 one like the taste of it so they'll drink it exactly. and secondly it, it it's more fulfilling for their appetites too mm-hmm. so when we moved away from those whole uh, whole milks and and went to skim milk I think what has happened in the last nine nine years is that children uh, have not have not drank drank the skim milk for one because they didn't like it as what as whole milk. But also, um, they didn't they didn't fill their bellies and have that sensation that they 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 need to stop eating. So I, I well, think, you can only get that from something that has a lot of nutrients in it, right? R- right. Yes. Mm-hmm. But what they're trying to do when they don't have a, a fulfillment of of uh, their belly and things like that, 
I think we've pushed those children to go home later on and drink sugary drinks well, sure, and things yeah. that are not as, as healthy for them. So we've seen a shift. And in, in, in the first three years after that uh, act was implemented, uh, we saw about a, an 18, 19 percent decline in consumption of milk in schools. So those children are going to eat and drink something and it's not it hasn't been milk. So I, I'm. I, I, my opinion is that they're they're going home and they're finding something that is sugary and uh, and not as healthy as, as what the milks would well, be. Well, Dave, you know, another thing is they should be clamping down on packaged foods. You know, that's what kids are eating. They're making them heavy and sitting on your rear end until mom, mom, mom and dad get home playing those video well, games. that's I mean, part of it too, yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. don't attack something that's been proven to have such great yeah. uh, nutrient yeah. substance yeah. to it. Uh, something else I wanted to ask you about is um, uh, Representative Thompson has a program, or he's introduced the Whole Milk for Healthy Kids Act. Can you talk about that? Sure, absolutely. Uh, and in fact, a few years ago, he he had an act that passed Congress, which allowed schools to offer one percent. And initially, as we talked about early on, it was skim milk, mm-hmm. and then it went went to one percent. And his Whole Milk for Healthy Kids Act would allow the option of having whole milk in schools for children. And I will say also that whole milk uh, is is ninety six and a half percent fat free. So there's there's not uh, a huge amount of fat or or calories in whole milk it's it's a very insignificant difference between skim milk and whole milk but it would allow some children to like their milk better and also um, to to have more fulfillment in in their sensations of their belly also so he's introduced that bill and and i did address that in the end of april in washington dc about my opinions and and some research that is very new about whole milk and diets, uh, which uh, debunks some of the information that was from 10, 15, 20 years ago Good. about milk Good. fat diets. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you did that. You know, uh, a year or so ago, you, uh, your uh, organization and other agencies out there, organizations out there, partner with the Department of Agriculture. Mm-hmm. We, it's called, uh, it was a PSA campaign called Choose Pennsylvania Dairy. Is that still going strong? And tell our listeners what that's about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the uh, Choose PA Dairy campaign is is about uh, an educational uh, program to uh, have consumers know where their milk is coming from. We we all we think it's very important to to uh, support our Pennsylvania dairy farms and our infrastructure. So Choose PA Dairy is is a way that our dairy farm our consumers can know that it's a Pennsylvania product. Uh, and and it, it refers. There's a website, choosepadairy mm-hmm. dot, dot uh, com, and on that website you can learn where local uh, milk comes from. And the biggest way to do that is also look for on the label uh, a PA preferred label to, that identifies it as a Pennsylvania produced product. We all want a locally produced and fresh product, and that's the way to do it. I wanted this. I was talking. You were talking about my grandson. I was talking about this to him the other day because they were advertising for different types of milk. Mm-hmm. Well. As I told him, and I was proud of myself because I wasn't really sure about this, but companies are out there producing what they call milk. It's not milk. Can you explain about that? Well, there's a lot of products out there. We, we as consumers have an incredible uh, array and option of, of products that we can drink. So what we've seen in, in the dairy cases are, are some products uh, called uh, what I call milk or alternatives or yeah. sometimes I'll call them nut juices but there there <laughs> Dave, are you're the man <laughs> there there are products labeled um, like a soybean milk yep. or a, an almond milk um, so many people do recognize that they are different than milk 
And uh, I'm but just people concerned. think they're getting the same nutrients that they are from regular milk, I, and they're not. There may be some people that do not, and they are not getting the same nutrients from the alternative beverages and real milk. So there mm-hmm. is a difference. Let me ask you this. When you walked out of there, is there, how did you feel? Did you feel like you may have, like somebody was listening this time? You know, I, I was impressed. Um, I, I sometimes uh, get a negative feeling about what's going on in Washington, D.C. and here at Harrisburg and frustrated mm-hmm. about that. I, I really walked out of there with the sense that uh, these people were listening. And I, I, I felt that uh, that many of them really, really were very sincere about seeing and doing the right kind of job. I, I think the frustration comes in the in the politics and the uh, and the difficulty for people to to get everything together and, and get moving in the right direction. But I, I truly felt that that people were very sincere and trying to do the right thing. Don't you think, though, in most situations like that, that. You think, like you said about the nut juice and stuff, it's like, why are you not using your head and common sense? I can't tell you the times I've said on this program, take five minutes to educate yourself because it's not the way you think it is. We have a society that is uh, incredible in the way that uh, our our, uh, entrepreneurs market things. Mm-hmm. So there's always a new business out there marketing a product. And it, it, we have a free enterprise system. Um, people market them and and uh, display them in so many different ways. But as you said, I, I think we all have the intelligence and the opportunity to, to, uh, to uh, investigate and explore, you know, uh, what, what we want to consume and, and learn a little bit yeah, about that. that's exactly right. You know, uh, was there anything, I know you gave testimony about certain things, was there anything they may have asked you that you were surprised about? Um, that's a great question. Um, I don't I don't have an answer for that, that anything that really surprised me. The questions feel, that were asked... Go ahead, I'm sorry. ...that were asked were uh, relative to some of the um, the testimony that was provided there. Um, no, I, I don't think that there was, there were any big surprises okay. other than, uh, that I, I felt they were very sincere in, in their questions and, and how they were going about things. You know me well enough over the years by now to know that when I open my big mouth, I mean it. Okay. But I am very concerned about this for you. And I'd like to ask you, what is the best way for people in Pennsylvania, people who listen to this program to support what you're doing to support family farms farmers in pennsylvania don't wait till you have to pay you know over the hill for big prices on basics like milk milk is very very important for Mm -hmm. so many reasons how can people support what you're doing i i think the the best support and i won't i won't be specific to dairy products I, i would say in general agriculture products and our food products, the best thing I would say is to look for uh, the, the PA preferred label on products because uh, that's a, a true test of something grown and produced in Pennsylvania. If you truly want to uh, support our local economies in Pennsylvania farms and, and growers, that PA preferred label is, is really a, a really great opportunity to do so. And another thing is when you're listening to what Dave has to say, everything having to do with whole milk and what it does, you'd be you'd be a fool not to provide that for your child. There's a 
there's a lot of research out there about how important uh, whole milk is for, and milk in general is in the development of, of growing children. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the calcium that uh, that helps children. I, I often come across people that uh, uh, say, well, they can't drink milk or their children might have an allergy or something like that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, other products out there that are lactose-free uh, products. Um, so the opportunities for us to get proper nutrition is out there. Uh, we, I'm just going to encourage people to, to look at the components and, and educate yourself a little bit about the nutrition in products, too. And uh, let me ask you this, too. I love milk, but I really love chocolate milk. Yeah. Is that good? <laughs> you know, there, there is, is recent research within the last uh, 10 years about uh, chocolate milk being, yeah. uh, we call it a, a recover drink. In fact, uh, there's a lot of products been out there for a lot of years that uh, athletes have, have drank afterwards. And there's more recent research about chocolate milk being an outstanding recovery. Oh, drink after, thank you for that after, gift. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had something neat go on uh, over Memorial Day weekend where uh, we, the dairy farmers in Pennsylvania, were the sponsors of the Big Thirty Three game, and and yes. chocolate milk was yes. the official beverage. All of right, that, of, that, uh, right. of that game, and it was really neat to see those athletes drinking chocolate milk. I and bet they it loved was. It. <laughs> Let me ask you quickly if you could mention what's coming up down the road here for you. Sure, absolutely. One of the things to kick off June Dairy Month is we just got past it here. We had a farm show in June event mm -hmm. uh, at the Capitol where we gave out milkshakes and we uh, invited everybody to come by and we gave free milkshakes out. Uh, on June 18th, we have something neat going on where we're going to have a rally at the Capitol around Congressman Thompson and his uh, House Bill Good. 832 Whole Milk for Healthy Kids Act. So we'll we have, have a lot to of check in with on. you about that. That's great. Dave Smith. Executive Director of the Pennsylvania Dairymen's Association, fourth, fifth, excuse me, generation family dairy farmer, advocate for America's family dairy farms, and providing the best nutrition for our kids. And dare I mention, the creator of the Farm Show Milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> You're truly a jewel. You are an American hero in my eyes, and I'm sure if people find out more, they're going to agree with me. Thank you so much for all that you continue to Thank do for you, us. Sylvia. Sure. From the Messick's Performance Studios here at iHeartMedia, I'm Sylvia Moss. This has been Insight. See you next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.